Recently, I was listening to a podcast by a behavioral finance specialist, Morgan Housley, and he had written when his son was just first born about eight or so years ago, he had written an open letter on advice about money to his son. So these were pieces of advice that were tried and true and tested that wouldn't change necessarily depending on his son's personality or what his son ended up becoming in life, stable, sensible financial advice. And I thought that that was really cool because my son recently turned four and I wanted to do an episode. So this episode is inspired by that podcast that I listened to. I wanted to do something a little bit similar, but not just restricted to financial advice, to life advice in general. Some of this you might resonate with, some of this you might not, but I hope that you find this episode insightful and helpful. So enjoy. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. All right, so for a bit of context, I call my kids sweet girl and sweet boy, respectively. And so this letter is addressed to sweet boy, not to say that the advice won't apply to my sweet girl as well, uh, but rest assured that for her birthday, I'm also going to be doing something special. Now, he's just four years old. So obviously, some of this advice is more relevant to him when he gets older older. But what we are doing as a family is imbibing these principles, even at a young age. So by the time they get to 13, 14, 21, 30, 40, 50, the principles are not going to be new to them. And I'm hoping the beautiful thing about creating content like this is that they can always come back to this over the years and see how it applies more and more and more as they grow and as they mature. So this particular episode is addressed and dedicated to my sweet boy. All right. Not all that glitters is gold. So that's the first thing that I want you to remember. Not everything that looks bright and shiny and fancy actually is on the inside. So what I want you to do is I want you to define what gold means to you right? There's a quote that says one man's garbage is another man's treasure or one man's treasure is another man's garbage or something like that. So it's going to be really important for you to define what treasure, what gold, what is priceless to you. Are you like me where I value my autonomy? Is it being able to travel, to spend memorable moments with those you care the most about without thinking twice about the cost? Is it being there when your kids wake up in the morning and when they go to bed at night? Is it having the power, the autonomy, the flexibility to be able to take time off of work in order to suit your lifestyle and the lifestyle of your family? These things that I'm mentioning might not be important to other people, whether your friends, your colleagues, but you have to make sure you know 
what gold, what treasure means to you so that you can plan and make your decisions accordingly. Remember that what you define as gold may not be the same as what society defines as gold. Society places a big emphasis on having a large house in a beautiful neighborhood, driving fancy cars, having the latest models of whatever gadget it is that's the gadget of the year, right? Society places very high value on expensive shoes and clothes and watches and jewelry and all of that. But you need to make sure that you don't end up trading your true treasure, your true gold for something that is just gold plated or worse still spray painted, right? Understand that beyond what is flashy, what is glittery, try to look beyond that and assess the true value of whatever it is and make sure that you are not making compromises for what is actually valuable to you. I want you to remember that there really is no point in comparing yourself to anyone else because you might start to compare yourself to your colleague, your friend and your neighbor, and then make all these sacrifices working towards getting what they have, thinking that it's what you want. And then when you get it, you realize this is not what you wanted at all. Far from it. I'm going to emphasize that it's important for you to know what fills you up, what lights you up, right? What makes you tick because it's not going to be the same as someone else's, not even your sister, not even your mom, not even your dad, right? You need to know, you need to be so self-aware that you know that when I do this thing, when I'm working on this project, when I'm in this particular environment, this is what fills me up. And if somebody else looks happy in a different environment, realize that maybe that environment is suited for them and not necessarily for you. So self-awareness is going to be very critical. Pay attention to how you feel in certain environments. Pay attention to the things that excite you. Pay attention to the things that make time go by quickly without even you realizing. Pay attention to the things that you would gladly do for free, even if no one offered to pay you. Pay attention to those things because those are clues as to what will fill you up. And if there's something else that comes along that's very different from that, realize that that might be a distraction and that might be a comparison trap. Okay? I want you to remember to stay grounded. I want you to continue to be confident in who you are. Don't try too hard to impress people because many times the people you're trying to impress are not worth impressing at all. And in fact, you try so hard to impress them and it's like they're never satisfied. Your family, your true friends, those are the people who are worth impressing. And to be honest, they're not going to be the ones impressed by your cars and your watches and your clothes and even your title. The things that your family and your true friends are going to be most impressed by is your character, not your stuff, your character. So your honesty, your integrity, your dependability, your trustworthiness, your generosity, those are the things that the people that matter the most are going to be impressed by and not your stuff. The next thing I want you to remember is that the label, the price tag on an item is not the same as its cost. And this is what I mean. The price tag on a car or a house 
or whatever it might be, or on a piece of clothing, that's just the beginning. But if it's going to cost you your peace, if it's going to cost you your integrity, and practically speaking, if there are hidden costs, hidden maintenance costs that you haven't accounted for, the price tag is just the beginning. The cost is so much more, might be so much more. For example, it's one thing to spend $60,000 on a car, and it's another thing to have to spend $1,000 every time you go for a maintenance. Or if (laughs) it's happened to me before, someone drives past your car on a narrow street and knocks off your mirror, imagine then having to pay $2,000 to replace a mirror on your car. Remember that the cost of something can be much more than the price tag. If you're buying a house, realize that you're going to have to maintain it. You're going to have to maintain the yard. You're going to have to maintain the roof. You're going to have to have electricity running through the house, heating, all of that. So the price tag is just the beginning. Remember that there are also costs. Practically speaking, there are financial costs, but also make sure that you are not adding other costs like your peace and your integrity to the purchase as well. The next thing that I want you to remember is that after your relationship, so your relationship with God, your relationship with other people, your relationship with yourself, after your relationships in these three domains, your skills are your most valuable assets. And I don't want you to ever neglect the relevance of your skills and keeping them as up to date as possible. I want you to get really good at identifying gaps in the market. Better still, learn how to innovate by bridging two markets that one might not necessarily have connected. And so examples are bridging a financial market with physiology or psychology, bridging a law market with social media, bridging a market in healthcare medicine with technology, right? So areas that people might not intuitively put together, I want you to get really good at identifying where the overlaps are and finding a sweet spot where you will hone your skills, where you identify a skill that brings these two markets together, get really good at it. And not only that, become known for that sweet spot. So I'm going to move on to some relationship talk here. Okay. When it comes time to falling in love, this is unconventional advice, but I want you to fall in love with your head and your heart. Yes, your heart has a role to play, but I want you to use your head as well. Don't let your butterflies drive your decisions. They're not intelligent enough to make such a life-altering, destiny-defining decision. Who you fall in love with is directly related to the level of wealth you will attain. And when I say wealth, remember, I always mean beyond just money. I mean the wealth of your relationships, your health, your peace of mind. Yes, and of course, your finances. So who you fall in love with is directly related to the quality of your relationships, the quality of your health, the quality of how well you sleep at night and the quality of your finances and your wealth. All right. So use your head. Okay. Don't make decisions just based on butterflies and emotions. Think rationally, think logically and come up with a strategic partnership. Yes, I know it's not romantic, 
but that's the way it works, okay? Next, I want you to learn to study the Bible. Don't just read it, but study it the way you would study one of your textbooks, knowing that you will be tested on not just what it says word for word, but how do you apply the knowledge that you have learned? And better still, study it, anticipating that you're going to get answers to some questions that you might currently have. So don't just read it like you're reading a novel or reading for leisure. Study it, understand it, research, read it in different translations, look up definitions, really get to the root of the meaning of some of the words that you're reading. Unfortunately, a lot of the problems that we have is because there's a lot of misinterpretation of some of these texts. So I want you to really be a student and learn how to study the Bible and not just read it. The other thing that I would like you to do is find a couple of verses that become your anchor. This has really helped me. A couple of verses that whenever you feel like life just isn't going the way that you intended, things aren't really going the way that you planned, you're facing obstacles and disappointments. As you study, find those texts, those quotes, those scriptures that you can always come back to as an anchor, as a reminder, and as a light, as a guide in those times when you're facing those challenges. All right, more on relationships and money as well, too. So learn your love language. This goes back to self-awareness. What is your love language? Is it quality time? Is it words of affirmation? Is it physical touch? Is it gift giving? Right? What is your love language? There's one more. I always forget the fifth one. <laughs> but what is your love language? And not only that, of course, you need to know the love language of the people in your life and learn how to speak their language as well, too. Next, I want you to learn your money language. So not just your love language, your money language. And realize that you will likely speak a different language from the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, right? She likely will have a different money language than you do. And so understand what your money language is. Understand when you come together that you're likely going to be speaking different money languages, but also learn to see things from each other's perspective as well. When it comes to languages, I want you to learn about the honor language, you know, the honor language of the people in your life who have been instrumental in your growth and in your development, the people whose shoulders you've stood on, the people whose experiences you've learned from, really learn to give honor to whom it is due in a way that they receive it. So learn the honor language of the people in your lives who have really helped you along your life's journey. The next thing that I want you to learn is to get good at discerning nonsense and noise and filtering out fads and fantasies from your decision-making process. Remember, as I always say, if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. Do not let the fear of missing out cost you your peace, your integrity, your relationships. Understand that there's going to be a lot of noise about many different things, but you really need to get good at discerning when it's noise, when it's nonsense, and when it is good, grounded, common sense advice that is worth exploring. Remember, the sooner you realize that not everyone will like you, 
the better. And it's totally okay. Be respectful, be kind, but don't compromise who you are in trying to please people. It's an exercise in futility. The people that you're trying to please will never, ever be satisfied. The goalpost, their expectations of you will just continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. And in the process of trying to meet those expectations, you're likely going to end up losing yourself. So be respectful, be kind, um, be generous, but remember never to compromise who you are in trying to make other people comfortable or please them or do things that you feel are expected of you or demanded of you. If it means that you have to compromise your integrity, then don't do it. People won't like you for it and that's totally okay. This is going to get some raised eyebrows, but I want you to remember that it's important for you to dress how you would like to be addressed. And if you're listening to this as a teenager, you might be, I don't know, if you are anything like your uncle (laughs) who explored with all sorts of different fashion trends, you may raise your eyebrow at this, but you'll come to realize that how you dress is very important. You want to dress appropriately for where you are going. You want to dress for the role that you are aiming for, even if you can't see yourself in that role for the next couple of years yet. I want you to learn how to dress the part, dress for where you're going, literally and metaphorically dress the part. Okay. The next thing is learn how to communicate with your words and learn how to communicate your emotions. The strongest leaders, and you are a leader, the strongest leaders are highly emotionally intelligent. Communicating your emotions contrary to popular belief is not a sign of weakness. And when done correctly, it's actually a marker of supreme strength and superior intellect. When someone disagrees with you, please don't take it personally. It will feel personal, I know, and it'll hurt. But don't subscribe to what we call in this day and age, the cancel culture. Grace, 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 and more grace. People are going to say things that you do not agree with. And you're going to say things that people don't agree with either. But listen to their point of view. Respectfully disagree and then move on. Don't lose sleep over it. The one thing you don't want to do is argue with someone who completely disagrees with you because people are set in their ways. You're not going to convince them, especially if they're not being reasonable. You can have a conversation with someone who is willing to listen, but by the time you're arguing your point and they're arguing their point and it's all emotional, no one's going to be able to tell the difference between who's right and who's wrong, your points are not going to get communicated. So if it's gone beyond having an adult conversation, even if you disagree and it's moved into an argument or even a fight, please remove yourself from that situation. It is not worth it. And finally, I want you to remember that the internet never forgets. Okay, (laughs) the internet never forgets. And I don't know if the internet will even exist by the time you are a teenager in your 20s and your 30s. But just remember that this digital world that we live in, it never forgets. Be wise about what you put 
out there, so to speak. Remember that your reputation can be curated by you. Your reputation is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And so you want to be careful about being conscious. And you do have a reputation, whether you like it or not. The question is, are you going to create a reputation that is intentionally done, that you control in a way that is intelligent, in a way that represents you accurately? Okay, And so at the end of the day, you know, this is not a comprehensive set of advice. Of course, as you grow, of course, as the moments come by, you know, the other day we were in the car together and you were telling me that you were good. You said, mommy, I was good yesterday. And, you know, I had to stop and say, you know, sweet boy, you're going to make bad choices, you know, and We're here to correct you. We're here to discipline you in love. We're here to show you what's right and what's wrong and teach you what's right and what's wrong. But always remember that even when you make bad choices, you're always good. You're always good. You're always loved. You're always loved. No matter the choices that you make, they may be disappointing. They may even cause us to get angry at you. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you're good. You're good on the inside and you will always be good. But the reason I'm doing this podcast is so that you make more good choices and less bad choices. But even when you make those choices, those mistakes on the inside, you are good. And I know that there'll be more teachable moments like that where whether we're in the car, on the way to school, on the way back home, on the way to your activities, At the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, there'll be more teachable moments. But I really wanted to do this as a documentation. I know that we won't be able to capture all those moments, but I hope as you listen to this over the years, it will spark reminders of the conversations that we've had here and there as you've grown up into the beautiful young man that I know that you are growing up to be. All right. Love you and happy belated birthday. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.